welcome back to my channel, Fight Gravity. Hey, hey. Happy 2021. I wanted to start off this year sharing stories of real people. And so this is the first in many series on real people, real lives, and what they do for their health and fitness. Believe it or not, I'm a real person. Yep, absolutely. He's not... I don't want to show people <laughs> who are on some sort of cocktail on performance enhancers <laughs> and stuff like that or yeah. magically maintain like 5% body fat all year long, all natural. Mm -hmm. Okay. Real people doing real things, doing their best, making mistakes. Yes, yes. Showing process. Mm -hmm. And so by seeing multiple people, you can see the process from a variety of people doing different things and staying fit and also in the process of getting fit. So today yeah. I have my friend Joel, who has quite a background in basketball. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, he started taking it really seriously towards the end of high school. Mm -hmm. He got good enough to pay for college with basketball scholarships. He's had a chance to play one-on-one -on -one with NBA players. Mm -hmm. And I won't, I won't spoil anything, so he can tell you some <laughs> of those experiences. And life after basketball, not making it in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He's still basketball, health and fitness are a part of his life. Absolutely. We're both here in Shenzhen, China. Yep. And doing kind of similar and also different things regarding health and fitness. Yes, absolutely. And so this is my friend Joel. And hey, hey. we'll start things off. Again, welcome. I'd say give him a hand, but we're not in person. We're just watching this online. So you can give him a hand at home if you want to. It's not weird clapping <laughs> by yourself. I can, I can hear it virtually, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. So I, let, let's start off with um, basketball. Where did, like, where did your passion for basketball start for you? Um, just like most people, uh, we definitely uh, have people that we look up to. I grew up with three older brothers and they were kind of more on the active side, so uh, just playing with them, you know, being young and being the youngest of four boys, uh, just trying to be able to be competitive and uh, try and win a game here or there, you know, that's kind of where it like truly kind of started, uh, just being out on the court and learning to compete. So it started with like your brothers, family at home, and mm -hmm. just kind of competing, but like what like inspired you to keep it going? Because it's like one thing to just kind of compete with your brothers. It's another thing to eventually... For sure. Uh, I, I definitely kept it going through my youth in like third grade and fifth grade and all that stuff. And then kind of uh, as I got into the high school and towards the latter parts of my high school, um, just really realizing that, uh, you know, I wasn't in a situation where, you know, I could really pay for college and I knew my parents couldn't pay for college. So something was going to have to pay for it. And uh, uh, as I ended my junior year, going into my senior year knowing hey this is the last shot last straw you know you either got to take this serious and really buckle down or you know you're not going to be able to go to college okay so before that point there wasn't like anything there wasn't like an immediate need or crisis catastrophe or something that just really like inspired or, or forced you to get better it was just like like what was it like I'm, I'm good enough I'm okay I'm happy I'm it was fun my mom put me in some rec leagues I had some you know cool coaches along the way uh, nothing crazy like professional I never even played AAU um, you know never really got that competitive uh, but just you know brothers active cool coaches along the way okay. uh, stating staying in leagues and stuff like that 
So, like, it's the end of your junior year. Uh-huh. Family doesn't really have a means to put you in college. Yeah. You're looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. You like basketball. Yep. So you want to to leverage your interest in mm-hmm. basketball to help you pay for college. Yes, yes. Knowing that um, having a coach who, uh, who really... Uh, he had the means to be able to give me the information and then just tell me to go do it by myself a couple times going in and doing a couple workouts with him taking the information I got at those couple workouts and just pouring in hours and effort uh, not all not always physically ex- you know extremely demanding you know a lot of the times it's just uh, things are easier said than done so you know you just got to do it and repeat it and you know you are sweating at times and you are physically exhausted at times but a lot of the times you're just repping out movements and trying to get things uh, get your body to do things habitually you know it's always easier said than done it's like why can't I just put my elbow in or why can't I just have my knee over my toe you know whatever it is well this was all working towards a specific goal Mm -hmm. so this like this past year I really emphasized that sometimes we need specific goals Yes. Sometimes we kind of don't. It kind of depends. But mm-hmm. it, like in this case, like that really specific goal. You like basketball. You want to take it up a notch. You want to take it to the next level. It's like you really need, you're pushing to get yourself good enough. Yes. Uh-huh. So you can get a scholarship mm-hmm. to play in college. So you, so this was in the back of your mind. This was motivating you. Absolutely. And so your senior year, bam, um, you put the work in, you got better, and... You got good enough, I, I assume, to get a scholarship somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the summer between my junior and senior year put in a lot of time changing my shot. Uh, I, the, the one thing I, I look back and see now is I didn't really work on the athleticism a lot that, that I could have worked on. Um, so being that, I had to really work on my skill set and uh, work on doing those things. So coming into senior year... Uh, I'm at a small school, Division Five, California. It would be like a Division One A in like a Texas or something like that. The smaller of the schools, uh, we we did well. We got pretty deep into the playoffs. I had like twenty something points a game and had a nice. couple little colleges come and look at me and able to basically, you know, minus a couple thousand dollars a year, you know, pay pay for my college. Awesome. So that was a blessing, and uh, you know, just the hard work. You know, great. So with the specific goal towards the end of high school, that helped you up your game, Mm -hmm. and you accomplished your goal. You got your scholarship. Um, So what what's college look like then? Oh, college was an interesting journey. It was like a a Van Wilder, like seven (laughs) seven years in in four in four years kind of thing. Um, I was playing a stupid prank uh, towards like kind of the end of the basketball season. My freshman year, got kicked out. then uh, tried to like immediately enroll because of like the little few loans that I had for like the 3000 If like I dropped below a certain amount of credits, then interest rates were trying to, you know, spike up, you know, if you uh, go below those credits because they don't want you to drop out of school. So uh, once I got expelled, um, I tried to jump right back into junior college and get into classes and then took a year off and played a year in junior college and then tried to walk on to uh, a Division One Arizona State because my dad had lived there. Wow. And uh, he filed me on his taxes and I didn't know, but it worked out. It benefited me because uh, I got in-state tuition at Arizona State, so it was cheaper than a lot of other schools. Nice. Yeah, so it was cool. Very good experience. Met a really, really good friend. And, uh, 
you know, friend for like 15 years eventually, um, and then went out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, finished my uh, college out there. My first year out there, tore my MCL my first year. So like, there was three different years, like on year, off year, on year, off year, on two years, and then wow. done. So like, freshman year, doing okay, there's that whole snafu, interest rates, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Walk on at Arizona State. Yeah. How was, how was that? Uh, it was very interesting. It was the very first year that they brought a new coach. Uh, his name was Herb, Herb Sendek. And, uh, like, first day, like, 45 kids at the tryout. Like, second day, four. Oh, you wow. Know, me and three other kids. Uh, one, of the, one of the friends, the lifelong friends that I, that I had at the time... Uh, um, who was from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and eventually got me out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania through his uh, sister's boyfriend and, you know, dominoes of life falling together. And uh, that's basically, you know, just a lot of a lot of running, a lot of physical exercise, a lot of uh, physically intense things at that, at that trial. Okay. They ended up taking nobody, but, you know. Well, that segues me into something. It's like, what were some of your takeaways like, uh, from, like, the Arizona State experience? A very good experience. Um, definitely realized uh, that I needed to train a little bit more on the whole variety versus just uh, what I specifically enjoyed training at. Um, I did good at what I worked on, but like that subconscious thing that you don't want to work on because you're not necessarily great at it. And we tell ourselves like, well, I'm not, yeah. uh, I don't do this a lot, so I'm not good at it. You know, ah, well, if you just did it more, you'd get better at it. And that's basically uh, where I feel I could have done a lot better in, okay. in the training and getting ready for that walk-on tryout. And at this point, like, comparing yourself then to, like, that junior and that senior year, how much had you grown up to this point? Uh, a lot, a lot. Um, more so skill-wise than athletically, because, like I said, that was definitely one of my weaknesses. Um but um, I grew a lot skill-wise and uh, was able to take advantages of the situations um, that I needed to to even get me to the second day in the tryout, um, you know, certain things like that. So. And then you said you ended up at a third school in, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. And um, you played there, but then you tore your MCL. Yeah, first year there, um, it was like our second scrimmage right as the season was about to start. Um, long story short, a kid dives for a ball and he dives like through my knee. And then just, you know, we hear a big old crunch and you know, have to sit out for that year and wow. take that year to, you know, get How back. How much did that felt? It's like you were finally like, <laughs> I'm finally, I'm doing yeah. it. I'm playing college ball after two different colleges and yes. everything uh-huh. and all of that. And you're like, I'm mm-hmm. ready. And then you tear your MCL. Yeah, uh, I was very fortunate to have um, my, like I said, lifelong friend and his family a lot. His family supported me, like mom, one of the best moms ever that would just cook and clean and like everything there right for you. Uh, Just loved, loved, loved it to death. That helped me through it. But, you know, you you still have to go through the, like the personal, like uh, feelings and the personal, well, I'm here and then I did this and there's just more to go. You know, you just have to eventually get to that acceptance of like, okay, I guess this road is going to be longer than, than, I, than I have to be. So the combination of having that support system, the combination of just, you know, you have to accept it. Like, 
like one plus one is two even <laughs> though it's hard you know and you're like no i want it to be something else yeah you know because it might feel better or whatever you just you have to learn to accept it and once you get to that acceptance stage i feel the uh, the actions or whatever you have to do after they become a little easier and then you just start down the road it's so cliche but there are peaks and valleys in people's stories all the time and we see here from from your casual like just it's kind of fun hobby as a kid mm -hmm. To like, oh my god, I need something to college. So, oh, I'm in college. Oh, I mess it up. Oh, I almost get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, finally. Oh, MCL. Right. Pe there, there's mm -hmm. always there are always peaks and, and valleys, and no one no one is like I guess like safe from it. <laughs> we all experience. But so you recover from the MCL, uh -huh. and then you finish out college. Yep. Like playing playing my last two years. Uh, kind of really really realized that. Um, I'm not gonna go pro uh, uh, after probably a year I kind of realized that I had a really good friend um, at the Arizona State his name was Cody Toppert um, he was uh, um, with his girlfriend fiance you know really long girlfriend at the time uh, her name was Brittany uh, uh, and they Cody took me in a lot did a lot of things with me helped me out a lot in my basketball journey He's the one who got me the tryout to the Amari Stoudemire Summer League, um, where uh, I was able to play with tons of pros. Uh, you know, uh, oh, wow. James, James Harden kind of being being the main the main name. Uh, even during my time at Arizona State, going to the Student Rec Center, uh, playing against him, and uh, you know, just in pickup games, like just seeing seeing what real talent is and you know where real physical abilities are was amazing and a great experience. So see, I think that's like an amazing experience, especially for people who are maybe either in like, are like seniors right now, mm -hmm. or maybe they're at the collegiate level. Yes. Like in whatever sport they're doing. So you're at the collegiate level, you're doing this Amari Summer League, uh -huh. and you actually have a chance to play with real pros. Yes, yes. You know, and you're kind of like, before this, did you already have like a realization um, it's unlikely I'm gonna make it. Um, I it was like settling in, but at the same time I was working as if you know I I'm I'm going to make it. Okay, so you were um, still like I'm going to make it. You're like I could be the next like what Muggsy Bogues, right? Muggsy Bogues, he was like what six one six two. Uh yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna be the best version of me as I could be and just try and get my name on a contract. Uh, didn't really matter where it was to me. Uh. Uh, one of the my second year playing in the Amari Stoudemire Summer League, I got to play with a guy named Greg Ostertag for the whole summer. He played for the Utah Jazz with Carl Malone and John Stockton. Wow. Yeah, wow. He, I mean, awesome. obviously, just learned so much from him. No kidding. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, Cody put me into tons of things and really opened up lots of doors for me. He has a whole family background. Cody coaches, he coached the, for the Houston Rockets with their staff coached uh, the G League of the Phoenix Suns, head coach for a year. His his family and whole life is just basketball, basketball. He's a big name in the basketball community right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he definitely opened up a lot of things for me, a lot of experience playing with a guy named Jason Keep who played overseas. Uh, in that Amari Stoudemire Summer League, there was at least three overseas players, if not one or two NBA players for each team. So just amazing to be able to play uh, 
at that level um, with those people and just realize you know what you're getting into and where you're going so that's kind of what kept like my hopes alive so you overcome MCL you play the last two years in college mm -hmm. you do these summer leagues yep you have high hopes mm -hmm. absolutely I'm like maybe NBA maybe I get a contract uh -huh. um, but in the back of your mind you're like okay if I not then I could go to Europe Yes, I could go some. I could go somewhere else. So you still kind of had that frame of mind. Yes, yes. Just getting my name on a contract, no matter where it was. Uh, you know, I don't. The the people were very kind to me in, in the workouts um, on my team in Amari Stoudemire Summer League. They always would tell me like, "Wow, you didn't play AAU. You didn't play Division One. Like, how come? Why not? You're like this right now. You know, you should play over here. I know people in this country or that country, Spain or you know whatever. Because every country has divisions." Like, I know people who are making money who you're way better than. So those those kind of comments and those kind of um, okay. things were was what helped definitely keep keep the work ethic going and, and the hopes alive. So, so kind of what happened? College, college ends and... Yeah, college ends. I got a couple of years. I'm really trying to work at it and keep going. And then just, you know, kind of fades out. Uh, once I graduated from college, uh, I had gotten my degree in economics and finance and uh, was training a lot of kids instead because uh, the real estate market crashed. Okay. And, um, you know, just eventually time just told me like, okay, you know, you're gonna have to figure out, you know, something other than uh, professional basketball, you know, as like, as life. And life kind of settled in. And even though I wasn't going to be a professional basketball player, um, I just decided to try and use basketball as much as I could um, no matter what whether I was getting paid or not like the last the next two years after uh, like I said Cody had helped me a lot um, my dad lived in Arizona so that's the reason I was out there a lot but Cody even paid for like some of my workouts that I would go go into and actually get you know get done and I'm not getting paid for this but it just it's what I did and where I went to and it, 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 it helped settle my mind for life a lot. Just helped me just stay at peace and just, you know, like somebody playing an instrument and then they just kind of get into a zone. Like, I would just put my headphones in and just me in the hoop and the ball and just kind of zone out. You know, it, it, I feel like that would have been a hard thing and it's different when someone who, like maybe they're like, they're playing, they're playing football they're not at a big school. They're they're at a small school. Mm -hmm. They're 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 pretty good, but I mean they kind of know, right? I knew a guy. He went to a, like a Christian college in Ohio, and he played wide mm -hmm. receiver. I mean, he was, I mean, you know, he was good enough to play college ball. Don't get get me wrong. Like, I to make it at the collegiate level, I I consider it not an easy thing. Yeah, I consider anyone playing at a collegiate level to who have acquired a high degree of like skill. Yes, and and yet it it's a whole nother it's a whole nother level professionally. So th this person, yeah. of course, he ended he ended up going into education, mm -hmm. um, and actually ended up going into administration. Okay. Um, at, at some point, he didn't kind of have that realization that I'm just I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Um, now I don't know if he had the feedback that you had had though from professional players. Uh -huh. it, it sounds like to me the one of the hard things in this. Is that you're like you're you're talking to people who have made it, who have contracts. Yeah. You're talking to people who are in the NBA. Yeah. You're talking to people who are playing in Europe. 
mm-hmm. and they're like, like, yeah, you could. Absolutely. I mean, you 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 can make it. Yes. I, I mean, it sounds like from their feedback, maybe it was uncertain whether or not you'd actually make it in the NBA. For sure. But it was like seemed certain based on their feedback that you'd be able to be making money somewhere, mm-hmm. and maybe with enough time, you would be picked up by a team. Yeah, grow grow into something and develop into something. That's definitely uh, the hopes I had, and they got higher as I heard the same kind of feedback from different people independently. Uh, so, just just realizing that uh, that you know, life life goes on no matter what. Accepting the fact that uh, I'm going to have to um, continue on life with myself, um, no matter whether I'm on a team or not. I still have this body. I still have these, you know, these muscles, these bones, these ligaments, this mind, this heart, and I got to take care of it no matter what, whether I have my name on a contract, whether I don't, whether I'm on a team, whether I'm a trainer, no matter what, I have a life to live, and uh, that eventually, you know, sunk in and became the most important thing. You know, I think that's really huge, your, like, your transformation and epiphany at this point. Because there's so many former athletes that get fixated. Like one guy I used to know, he was like he was like this close in high school to be drafted mm-hmm. by the MLB. Then he gets like I don't remember. I think it was like a shoulder injury. Mm. Uh, he ended up going into education and teaching PE, and he talks just about it all the time. Yeah, you, you know, and that's happened so much. But then I've also had other people, like like a friend's dad, like mm-hmm. he he coached like basketball. At, at a high school, he played college ball. Tall guy, like six foot ten, <laughs> six foot ten, a, a, amazing guy. Um, mm-hmm. He was actually never my basketball coach, but it's like just the five minutes I spent with him, yeah, like on basketball was like some of the best coaching I ever had. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at basketball, but um, that's okay. Um, so he again, like, he was really good in college. Yep. Wasn't able to make it. I think it was also like injury. injury there was like some thing. sort of injury thing. I want to say it was his knees, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. He still ended up wonderful family. There you go. You know, he seemed really happy in high school, both coaching as well as eventually in, in administration. Yeah. So he also found that point. I, I've met though so many people though that are just like, oh man, I almost, I almost made it. Yes. Um, and then they just kind of don't move on. And it's really sad. Yeah. But you were able to, like, I, I mean, it's like, it's one thing when you're like, I really feel like I can, and everyone's telling you, well, I don't know. And sometimes you need to be like, well, forget everyone else. I need to push it. And if I don't make it, I, I don't make it. But like, yeah. I need to try. But it's another thing when you're like, you're getting positive feedback. Mm-hmm from professionals and it sounds really hopeful I mean it, it sounds like I mean if I were you it was like oh maybe I could like play three five six years in Europe yes and then like someone could pick me up that sounded actually really 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 feasible but yes. then you're just like something something happened I could but then like maybe my life needs to go a different direction yeah I mean I just I I took it day by day um uh, I definitely wanted to get there and wanted and I just worked out every day and then just as the days went by and I didn't really get like a 
calls from agents or you know anybody trying to pick me up because you know I'm not like a name I have an American passport so I'm gonna be compared to other Americans um, so that definitely uh, definitely you know played uh, a disadvantage to me because it's like I'm not compared just to average Joe Schmo I'm compared to the next best American that they could possibly get Wow. so uh, that definitely uh, you know wasn't to my advantage but uh, training the basketball led me from uh, California Northern California where I'm from um, to Dallas Texas uh, to help out my buddy Cody Toppert who helped me way more in life than I could ever even you know try to pay him back for uh, help him out with his business because he was helping out another guy named Gannon Baker who's also big in the training uh, training industry and big in the you know professional basketball arena Nike signed him and stuff like that so after Dallas that's what actually led me to China here okay. and you know like I said dominoes of life just falling and just taking it day by day and uh, it's like if you got a big messy room you know and you see the whole room as oh, man I gotta clean all this up it can get overwhelming at times but just clean the counter right now you know sweep the floors next and just try and take it you know one thing at a time yeah. and I feel like when the mentality eventually gets uh, gets to where it needs to be and it gets learned, then the physicality will just kind of follow. Okay. Like we'll eventually start to do those things. But if the mentality isn't there and we're overwhelmed, it's like we're like frozen, like like you know some animal that gets caught. It's like ah, you know, or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, days pass, years pass, and we're still living from the same. This doctor told me this, I had this injury, you know, I was this in high school, you know, but if we can move on and kind of not accept certain things that we're told. Um, I remember even in junior college, I woke up one day crazy out of nowhere, uh, like I couldn't even move, literally, I was in bed. I called my mom and like I'm like walking like a 90-year-old person in a walker and I got a... Uh, Got an x-ray and the first chiropractor told me that I would never play basketball again. I'd be able to be lucky to walk my, I think it's L4 and L5, the lowest two discs in my back. Instead yeah. of being on top of each other, they're like slipped right out from each other. So, you know, they're not, you know, bam. And then I'm like, I need to go get something else because, I don't know, I couldn't accept that, that news and that harsh of a reality. And I still have pains here and there, but, you know, you learn to respond well to the situation and if my first mentality is there then I can respond well and if I have the right response no matter what situation I am I know I can have that good response and eventually work my situation towards what I want it to be I mean that's huge like responding well mm -hmm. and not reacting yeah it takes like I feel like some people spend their entire life reacting instead yeah. of like learning to respond Mm -hmm. I also I also say this as a person who's guilty of that. I've I've yeah. had a lot of moments in my life where I've I've reacted like to situations Amen. and that I've like been a hothead. Mm -hmm. You know, so hey, we all kind of learn the hard way, and some of us don't. So if you haven't learned learned yet to like react, I mean, it it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, you can, you can still learn. You can still learn to respond. Amen. It's 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 never too late. Never ever ever too late for anything in life because like I never used anything in my degree but I took little snippets of what I learned in the college and used it for the life.
so no matter what you think oh I can't learn a language I can't you know learn this new skill for this new job or whatever you'll always take something from that and be able to apply it to tomorrow to five minutes from now and, and so all things. of our experiences they do have value absolutely you know so for for college athletes out there who have that aspiration and if yes. they don't make it their experiences are still valuable even even if they do not make it at a professional level mm -hmm. um, there's going to be some way that they're going to bring those passions out and the skills and everything that learned in another way yes. like for yourself you don't get calls back despite incredible feedback yes. really really positive feedback from actual professionals you just mm -hmm. you didn't get callbacks take it a day at a time you end up in china you're mm -hmm. coaching here at china you're working out you hinted a little bit at it earlier getting in the zone yes so what is your what is your basketball practice for you now uh now i just like to uh, really get out there get get my heart rate going um work on specific skills that i specific weaknesses um trying to work on everything that I just think I'm the worst at, okay. you know, uh, and just let that um, challenge uh, push me to new levels and then just enjoy the, just enjoy the, the actual being in the middle of that challenge, enjoy kind of the battle, um, you know, it's, it's never going to kill you, uh, it's always harder to start than it is to complete, you know, um, learning that just getting out there um, and starting is half the battle. My first year in China, I was lazy. So many people in China are just like, everything is great and everything is awesome and it kind of like lowers your your perspective and your standards. And then all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you have to just view things from your own and, and see where your standards are for yourself and just, learn to let the the purity of your own standards and your own reality okay i understand that other people might think this is great but you know i came from here and i need to learn to see things at this level and just push myself um that's that that was a huge thing for me um, like when you're practicing mm -hmm. i i imagine when, when you're practicing in the beginning, it's hard not to think about, I almost made it. Mm -hmm. when, when you're sitting there, and like everything, I mean, it's a process. I mean, at what point when you're sitting here and there's this, probably this voice, man, you almost made it. You're sitting here, you're working on like whatever, your jump shot layups, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever you're working on. I mean, at one point where it's just like, it's not really affecting you anymore. At one point, it's like, yeah, whatever. I almost made it. That's okay. Life goes on, and my <laughs> life's pretty awesome. Redefining the definition of success. Okay. Success is a very overused word, in my opinion. Are <laughs> um, very misused word, I would say. Yeah. Um, and people relate it to materiality a lot, um, and that unfortunately just lets other people dictate. Um, especially in the athletic world like I could be the same exact type of player that I am right now and because I get a call or I don't get a call all of a sudden I see myself as valuable or not because somebody else's opinion of the way I play changes my value and my perspective of my own value so learning that 
me going out there and working is going to add value. Not somebody making a call and realizing my value adds value. So me going out there and sweating and working myself and practicing on whatever it is I'm going to practice at. Right now, I'm jumping a lot and I'm trying to find awareness in the air. Because like I said, athletically, I never really worked on things. So I'm trying to find myself in the air right now. Now, somebody could one day call me and be like, wow, hey, I think you're amazing and I want to give you this amount of money. And then all of a sudden, I see myself as valuable because that happened. It's tougher in life because now my, my own personal value is completely dependent on their opinion of it. Yeah. versus my just understanding of, hey, uh, I have learned this, and one of the biggest values I truly believe is to be able to re-give what we take in. Um, those who can take things in and learn a lot of things but don't know how to redistribute it out, it's like, uh, it's like the Dead Sea, you know? There's, uh, what's next to the Dead Sea? The Black Sea, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so there's basically, it's just two bodies of water. One takes in water all day and won't distribute any water out, and it's just moldy and just musty. I think I'm pretty sure that's the Dead Sea. And the other sea next to it, it's, it takes the water in from the same source that the Dead Sea takes its water in, but it also flows water out. And it's living and thriving and animals and just nature. and You know, that's the true circle of life taking the things in, being able to re-give those things out. A lot of people say don't charge for it if, you know, if you're good at it. <laughs> you know, and I mean that could be applicable to maybe some certain situations, but again, yeah, man, there are so many things that I've been taught, I've been given, and, you know, my friend Cody, huge. He gave me so much. Who am I to say that I need to charge for, you know, this in every situation all the time, you know. I I hear it. It really reminds me um in the team I work with, because I help people manage their health with exercise, nutrition, and essential oils. And part of our leadership development, we're always like reading a different book. And Bob Berg, the Go Giver, okay, he's got like a whole series and has this concept. It's like like giving value, and you're not just you're not just giving the value for the sake of like delayed gratification. Yes, but you're like you're 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 giving this value because you're helping, because it's like like you get what you receive. Yeah. Right, Absolutely. and this this concept is abundant in many like philosophies and religions all throughout the world, mm -hmm. and it's so so it's like again you put that out there, and it it'll come back to you. Absolutely, absolutely, it will. Don't do it because it will come back to you. Do it because it has the opportunity to come back to you. Yeah. Um, because if we, you know, if we're so result oriented like that, we'll just sit there and wait for the result and you know get emotionally, emotionally distraught, and uh, but. Nobody can take away opportunity from you and nobody can take away the fact that you gave opportunity to somebody else And if we do it just for that, then we're always fulfilled. We're always fulfilled You know, that's it's, it's one thing I'm learning. I try not to say I've learned <laughs> Try not to I'll, I'll, I'll catch myself saying well, you know, we, we've, we've learned something Yes, but there's there's always more to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so you've taken from from almost like like having really high hopes to like pivoting, transforming, having a good life. You're mm -hmm. fit. You're healthy. Yes. There basketball still in your life. Uh -huh. You're not a pro, but like damn, you like you have a lot of skill. Mm -hmm. You carry that passion with you. It's yes. still a part of your life. 
Uh -huh. You have other things that that you feel fulfilled for. Yes. So you have income, you have purpose. Uh, you mentioned before that basketball is still like your meditation. Yes, definitely. It uh, working out a lot. Um, my whole workout changing of workout because in my very beginning I hated running. You know, in basketball we run, and that's just the pain of that. It was the pain of the body. And then I hated lifting weights, and I just got in that. Oh, I hated that pain, and that was a new, like, worst pain in my life. Then I hated stretching, because that became the new worst pain of my entire <laughs> life, you know? And, like, when I transformed from, like, desiring to look a certain way physically, you know, this is just the physical, you know, fitness part of my life, to actually wanting to just uh, complete certain movements. You know, I don't want to lift a certain amount of weight. I want to be able to do a certain movement with my body because that will actually help me apply what I'm doing to life. I know people who, you know, can lift 800 pounds, but they can't take a sticker off their back, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody has weaknesses, but, you know, the, the more we get unbalanced, the easier it is to see and notice those weaknesses and if we can do something, uh, if we can gain a certain look, but yet not have the ability. Well, know. sitting in that pain and discomfort, especially when something is new. Mm -hmm. So for all of you that are like struggling, starting a fitness program or getting back to something, yes. because maybe you didn't work out last year, mm -hmm. 2020 amidst all the crazy things happening, in the beginning, it's not comfortable. Yeah, I remember even now, I remember four or five years ago, I used to be able to press into my handstand. And uh, I had a broken wrist at one point, and yeah. you know, other things, and laziness. Laziness was a big part of that because, oh, my wrist is broken, blah, blah, blah. But hey, get back to it. You, we, we can't change what has happened. We can only change what is going to happen and what will happen now and we can only move on from where we're at and that's really huge when fitness and movement and when they're a part of your life you're going to get injured mm -hmm. we all get injured and it's not like oh my god like what if you get an injury and it could take you two years to like recover so do you sit here up oh, i can't move for two years absolutely I mean instead it's like okay I have an injury this needs to heal what else can I do yes yes and, and there's like there's something like there's something you can do to keep moving while supporting the healing process that doesn't mean if you're injured that doesn't mean okay I'm gonna do a lot of push-ups instead of bench press I mean if your wrist is injured you want to you want to keep the load of it but again like what else can you do if you keep asking yourself this you're yes. going to find something you can do. It might not be optimal. And maybe like really, really love bench press and other big, heavy compound lifts, but you're not able to like lift right now because wrist. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a while to heal. Do something else. Yes, absolutely. Again, respond. Respond to the yeah. situation. If you want the situation to change, truly respond well. But that takes, uh, that takes the right mental attitude and make, takes the right perspective. Uh, even me right now, I don't uh, sit down and adjust my mentality like I should. I don't give it the amount of time per day that I should because we all have 24 hours. You know, we can't say I don't have time. 
you have 24 just like I do, just like everybody who's watching this do. It's just how we use our time. Well, if I wear a magic hat, I have 28 <laughs> hours. I could, I could tell you, you that mean? magic hat, use my, use my promo code. <laughs> no, just, just, just kidding. No, I don't, I don't have a magic hat. But yeah, 24 hours, absolutely. Get on that jet, fly back in time zones, and, and you'll, you'll pick up time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you think so. I, I hear you on the mentality thing. That's something you always got to work on. Mm -hmm. and that's something we all kind of got to work on yes yes because uh the right the correct response if we can learn to respond correctly the situation it's not that it's not important it's just less important i catch myself saying it all the time i don't care about this or that and it's not that i don't care it's just that i care less about this or that in comparison to the other thing that's more important and, and this is like this is really huge when we have movement in our life. The mindset's really important. Like mm -hmm. I can teach someone like how to get good at pull ups and how to progress to one hand push ups and like a lot of other stuff that I'm really passionate about. Um, that doesn't mean they'll have an amazing transformation and that goes for anybody. And there's people that are like like a lot better than me. Yes. I mean, I mean and, and there are and they're they're amazing. I, I could like easily name five to ten people that are just flat out outstanding holding a handstand on a ledge that's like <laughs> 200 meters down you know or what's that like 600 feet yeah talk depending about on what unit of measurement you're using you know and that's yeah. just like pff, i'm not there yet yes um like like mentality i mean if you're struggling to lose weight mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of people that can give you an effective plan that works mm -hmm. they they can but that if you don't work here, yes. I mean, yes. if you don't, if you don't work in your heart, then you're gonna lose a the weight. Then you're gonna gain it back again. That's the mm -hmm. thing. So whatever you're doing, we're you gonna know, do the plan. Be committed to it. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta work on like what you're thinking. You gotta work yes. on what you're feeling mentally, emotionally. I say you have to work on your spiritual component. I I don't impose any specific belief on the anybody and this is going to mean something different to everybody if you're trying to go through a transformation and you've been struggling delve into yourself mentally delve into yes. yourself emotionally get help from a friend read books yes um if you don't have a, some sort of like like big spiritual concept construct i i'd encourage you to explore that a little bit and if you if you don't want one if you're resistant against it fine great then be really clear be really really clear why you don't and then talk to someone Who's like your opposite? Who's the opposite of what that belief is? Absolutely. If you're really, really grounded in that belief, you can talk to someone who's mm -hmm. the complete opposite and you're not going to be triggered. Yes, that's huge. Extremely huge. Uh, being being around those people. Most of, the, most of the situations we don't want to be around, the workouts that I don't want to go through, that's what's going to grow me the most. That's what's going to push me the most. So uh, definitely... We all know we have a mind and we all know we have a heart. Yeah. We all know the thoughts go through the mind and the emotions go through the heart. Absolutely. So, so work on that. Work on that first and foremost. And then whatever you want to attach to that, you know, great. But the one thing we all can agree on is that we have a mind and a heart. <laughs> Absolutely. This is, this is why I also have like a mindset blog on my website that's awesome it, it's why I don't just want to throw out stuff about like working out because uh -huh. I have little bits about like nutrition I have some like
basic tips on workout and I throw I share stuff on mindset and a lot of the stuff I share on mindset it's like stuff I've read that's good you know and just like a little bit of takeaways and your takeaways might be different um, and you might you might even like read it if you actually take the time to go and, and look at it click and like and you're like oh I totally disagree with it you're completely wrong John okay great I'm not writing it for you to agree. Read, disagree, yes. and have it lead you to somewhere else. Yes, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. So, I mean, those are those are the main things I feel that uh, my journey has kind of got me through and is getting me through. You know, just changing the perspective, uh, learning that a lot of the a lot of the standards that I thought about life. Um, you know, I'll, I'll change those standards. And once my perspective changes on those standards, I will act different. And then once I, you know, act a little different, um, then I'll be able to see the result of that. And uh, everything is first and foremost for emotional stability, uh, mental health. Um, and then, you know, that once you get mentally healthy, you will learn that you're going to need some kind of physical exertion. Maybe not exhaustion, but life. Sorry, I can't change the fact that life tells you you're going to have to exert yourself physically to grow yeah, yourself. Yeah. Because just like a house that has more rooms, I can't wake up and expect to be to feel like I'm eight years old. You know, just get up and go and run like a little kid because I'm 35 now. I get up and there are some... There are some pains. There are some things. But I respond correctly. I go and I stretch. So I don't live in the same house that I lived in when I was eight years old. It's not as easy to clean. It's not as easy to maintain. And I don't have that same body. So it's not going to be as easy to maintain. But once I change that perspective that it's not as easy to maintain, I'm not emotionally distraught about the fact that I wake up with these feelings and going, oh, I wish I was 13 again, you know. And like, I'm not trying to make fun or poke at anybody who has those feelings and those thoughts because there are so many people that, you know, there are so many thoughts that I have that I can't wait to realize two years later that I was very immature in my thinking, yeah. you know, but you're going to have to get through those things and grow through those things and just, you can only go from today on. Yeah. And what you've heard today, this is, this has been Joel's process, mm -hmm. what he's gone through movement started with basketball and there was this evolution into the collegiate level almost making it redefining himself yes. journey he's in really good shape mm -hmm. he can't he, sell now he plays he plays basketball <laughs> all the time i'd say he's pretty strong um you guys you might look at if you meet him in a real person you might say he just kind of looks normal mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot of people who look normal and they're in pretty good shape yes and so I think that's I think that's really powerful. You have you have some like pretty good definition as well. So you're pretty lean. Mm -hmm. Probably I I don't know, I guesstimate like maybe ten to twelve like yeah. percent body fat, just like a rough guesstimation. Mm -hmm. I'm playing basketball all the time, increasing strength, lifting all the time, coaching, like pretty active. Being um, aware, being yeah. aware of the body is a huge step. I think me. that's that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially for even like a lot of like. College, college athletes, they, they have injuries. Yes, yes. They have injuries. They have chronic pain. They, they can be early, early onset arthritis and a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and considering you're active all the time. Yes. Your, your regimen, what you're doing, 
your your choices mm-hmm. both with like physical activity and nutrition and other things in your life it seems to be working really well overall balance of life and that's mm-hmm. really good right and now it's like healthy and active like it means different things to different people Absolutely. Right? you don't need to be fixated this is this is one example of of success you know so you don't have to sit here and like i need to look like i don't know like ronnie coleman cg yeah. fletcher or uh tom cruise you, yeah or like hugh jackman mm-hmm. chris Hemsworth. You, you, you don't they they get in shape for a short amount of time mm-hmm. you know then they let it go then they get in shape for a short amount of time they're always doing this cycle for real people mere mortals it's going to be a little bit different and that's okay absolutely you know like I'm, I'm not going to say it's not like it could sound like oh lower your expectations like, like no no it's really broaden your horizon to understand yeah. your expectations a lot better because in fitness everything re- relates to movement what what do we call injury something that is uh, like jammed up so much to the fact that it can't move you know and that's what a lot of people will even call like old people oh look at him look at how he moves he's old oh no he's he's injured and he's stuck and his muscles don't really lengthen so much so we we definitely need that that process always try and relate something to a movement um and there's a lot of things that are going on like as we get old like decreasing bone density muscles getting smaller um cartilage getting like thinner and brittle and there's a lot of things going on depending on the context Mm -hmm. um all in all i mean i think your story is powerful appreciate it i think it's been really awesome for you to share and share your challenges share your successes what are you doing how you're staying active Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of people in this day and age that are struggling with this and they get fixated on like a single thing Uh i'm like i must go i can go to the gym yeah like i have a new client he like he didn't work out last year he gained like I don't know, 20, 30 pounds, 10, 15-ish kilograms. Wow. No, because he's, like, he was fixated on, like, like weights. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so Joel talking about, like, you know, getting over, getting over this stuff and not fixating, like a lot of former athletes do. They really, and I mentioned it probably, I don't, I don't know, today, like a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we don't want to get fixated and things are going to change. Yes. You know, like movement is a part of your life. Eating well is a part of your life. Yeah. And it's not always going to be the same. It's going to be different. You know, and you can pivot and it's okay. Absolutely. And, and I hope some of what we've talked about today can help you pivot, can help you not be fixated. And so when something's happening and you can't go to the gym, do something else. Yes. And if you can't go to a park, do something else. And if you can't work out at home, do something else. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit here and like, I can, 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 I can. Yeah. I mean, be aware. It's like, oh, you have to be aware of your boundaries. Absolutely. What can I do? Absolutely. And if you're a former, like, if you're a former, like, college athlete, if you're a former injured athlete, if you were almost but not quite, it's okay. In, in, the, in a way, your story kind of reminds you of Lewis House. Because he okay. also he also also is an athlete at the collegiate level, bad injury, yeah, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Really powerful story. Um, I I'd recommend like you check that out, like Lewis Howes and his story. He also has a podcast. He's been featured awesome. on other like really really big channels. Okay, awesome. You know, so it's like um, 
was it Toastmasters, I think, if I remember his story correctly, eventually going to Toastmasters, working on his public speaking, helped, helped him in his journey and pivoting away from like sports. Wow, very cool. So, very cool. Awesome. Yes. Again, you know, leave a comment. You know, if you if there's other things you want to hear, let me know. If there's a lot of different like questions and comments, and we could like we could do like we could have them on again. Um, I really I really like Joel's story. That's good. That's one of the reasons. Like when he talks about that, it reminds me of what I do, what I do, um, and that's to help people. So they, again, they don't have to be fixated. That they can work and that they, they don't need to be tied down to a gym. If you want to go to a gym, great. Mm -hmm. It's not the end all be all. You can still be in incredible shape. You not might bite blah, 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 blah. you might not be the biggest <laughs> or strongest out there, but that's okay. Yes. Uh, what you eat is important. Very um your mindset's important. All these are important. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm really grateful for this like talk today. Yes, thank you very much. I'm very grateful to uh, be on here and to talk with you. Love it. Uh anybody out there just like he said leave a comment let us know uh would love to talk and like he said we're here to do this to help people uh help people get over that nothing is going to be perfect you're going to have to improve before you can be perfect you know we're just going towards perfection one step at a time with our improvement so just you know keep keep, keep everything in mind guys you know and if people wanted to reach out to you what would be a good way for them to reach out to you with um, I have a, I have a Gmail. Gmail, okay. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, uh, J O C H A C A S one zero. Um, okay, I will I will put his Gmail yeah. in in the description. Uh -huh. So Gmail. if you have questions specifically for him, you can leave a comment. Um, you can also like send him yeah. an email. Absolutely, leave a comment, send me an email. No matter what, we'd love to talk and get more involved. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great time, and I look forward to talking with you guys again.